Everybody, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about this cowboy? And now, it's Talking Boys with the Boys. It's Talking Boys with the Boys. Cowboys Familiar. What's up? This is Talking Boys with the Boys, and we're back again with some of that Cowboys Fuego. But first, a little business. Please take a minute to share and subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you find this pod. Five stars and a couple of sentences on why you love this pod would be greatly appreciated. And now, the conglomerate, the panel of homies, I'm your host, Adam Y, along with my co-host, Mark D, also known as your worst nightmare. <laughs> this is Dreezy, Kingsville's answer to Danny Zuko, R.I.P. Sandy. R.I.P. Sandy. Grease it up, Sandy. And this is Mario, a.k.a. The Mexican Brett Maher. Hey! Titty Brett Maher. <laughs> How y'all guys doing tonight, man? Real good, good, man. good real good, good, real good. Hey, real quick, what is everybody drinking? I got TX Ooh. in the cup. I'm staying hydrated as usual. Electrolyte. Already. Mario, what you got in the cup? I got um, Crown Peach and Topo Chico. <laughs> It's something, Topo Chico, it's something, Topo Chico. It's something, uh, it's something peak and fruity. It's good. <laughs> already. And y'all already know Mark got to stay with the electro lights. But anyhow, yes, man, sir. Yes, sir. we got a lot of shit to get into tonight, fellas, man. So let's jump into this thing. Mark, bring us in with some Cowboys news, dog. What's good? What? Cowboys Nation. Look good. Feel good. Feel good. Pod good. Let's eat, baby. The dog days of training camp are upon us, gentlemen. Apparently, a few of the pups on this squad want to get off the porch ASAP. Today on Talking Boys with the Boys, we're going to let you know whose bark is worse than their bite and who's still peeing like a puppy. Yeah. On to the news. Our Cowboys are holding two public practices in Frisco on August 23rd and 24th. Both start at 6 p.m. inside Ford Center at the Star. The August 23rd practice doubles as Cowboys night with festivities before the action takes place. Admission is gratis. Gratis. J. Ron <laughs> Curse and Luke Gifford did not attend practice Monday due to lingering soreness, and both players are considered unlikely to participate in Thursday's joint practice or Saturday's exhibition at the Broncos. Although joint his injury practice. is not so considered not severe, J. Ron the Pterodactyl Curse is, is closer on the injury timetable to return than Gifford. Paging anybody with a leg. Please come to the service desk if you can kick a fucking football. Kick a fucking <laughs> come to camp in Oxnard, baby. Yeah. Will McClay told reporters Monday that the Cowboys will work out four new kickers to compete in camp. Brett Maher, Matt Amendola, Cole Murphy, and J.J. Molson. I think I knew one of those in high school. <laughs> well, <laughs> seriously, man. Yeah. Well, looks like we've weeded through the dead legs and found one worth resuscitating. Cowboy sign kicker Brett Maher following today's workout and rookie Jonathan. Oops, I missed it again. Garibay <laughs> is being waived. <laughs> new, <laughs> new kicker competition at the main stage. Hirolahu yeah. versus Maher to the main stage. And you girls be nice. No cat fighting, you two little bitches. 
<laughs> Speaking of resuscitation, Speaking of resusc- Kelvin Joseph is getting a chance to work with the first team defense as Trayvon Diggs sits out of Tuesday's practice with a groin issue before heading to the Mile High Mamones. I mean, the Broncos. My I mean, bad for Thursday's joint practice. Ding ding! Cowboys training cap has officially gotten chippy. Reportedly, a tussle between left guard Connor Tyler Smith took my job, McGovern, my job, and rookie. Nose tackle John the White Silver John Ridgeway set a big boy tone for today. Apparently, Coach Eminem did his damnedest to continue the enthusiasm by shouting at players in crucial red zone scoring periods and executing as many mojo moments as possible, baby. Yeah. The last padded practice in Oxnard is scheduled for Tuesday. The first time our boys get to knock heads with another team will be this Thursday as we travel to Denver. We'll see how this goes, gentlemen. All right, man. Well, uh, I want to discuss, man. We got some things to discuss, man. So I want to discuss the newly acquired player we got, man. We haven't had a chance to discuss the bar, baby. baby the, bar, baby. the bar, baby. So, yeah, man, well, I, I want I want to run down real quick what the bar signing means to this defense, dog. Well, from my end, it means maybe one of two things. Mm-hmm. There's a positive. I mean, it, it is a positive and negative to it, because when you look at the deal itself, I think he was asking for like nine to 10 million what 12 million possibly at the beginning of free agency. Yeah. And what he was asking for is not what he got here. Okay. So mm-hmm. when you look at him and you look at what that means, what does that mean? That means that maybe his knee isn't exactly what it, what it once was or what everybody thought it was coming into free agency. So he yeah. fell a little bit further back. I mean, mm-hmm. you see him on pup, right? Mm-hmm. So that's good insurance for the linebacking core. And it's somebody that could come in and do, take a starter's role, but mm-hmm. I just hope it doesn't lead to something else because Jabro Cox has been sitting out from some of these practices, man. Yeah. I mean, Jabro, it was what, two in a row? Was it two in a row where he sat uh, completely out? Yeah. I believe yeah. it was two in a row. I think he was back today with a brace, fully braced up on that knee he had surgery on as well. So, but you see, yeah. the, the thing about that is in, in rehab, when a guy gets back on the field, you're basically letting him go, letting him run. You don't think that there's going to be any, you know, ramifications of what he's doing. Yeah. You're, you're like, good, no swelling, let's go. If mm-hmm. he does sit out for a little bit, could be some structural issues, man. I mean, you don't want to have anything after that. Mm-hmm. And the guy gets bigger, stronger, you know, faster, but that also comes with more weight on those ligaments that were injured before. So, I mean, very well, they could be knowing something we don't about Jabril Cox. I don't want to put that out there, but at the same time, when he sits out repetitively and mm-hmm. let's say he just has soreness, well, soreness isn't exactly what I'm looking for when yeah. I want this guy to come yeah. in and be bigger, faster, and stronger, stronger. than last yeah. year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Anthony Barr is a little bit of insurance from that standpoint, but he's also, when he comes in, he has a pedigree to him, not just from the draft, but what he's done in the NFL to this point. If you put him out there, you got LBE out there. So in combination, I think you have about six pro bowls and two all pros between those two linebackers right there. So he does have some pedigree in doing what we're going to ask him to do in this defense, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mario, there were some pretty good numbers. I mean, that he, he put out right before he got injured with that knee issue, wasn't it? I mean, they were asking him to do some pretty interesting things, wasn't it? definitely man uh with the vikings you know before he started having injury issues in like 2019 Mm -hmm. he had like four or five straight pro bowls yeah i mean he was he was a top linebacker in this league and i really like the signing first of all because you're signing an eight-year vet who had the the c on his chest man he had he was a captain with the vikings all those years since he was drafted in 2014 so you're bringing leadership to this defense yeah and you're bringing depth to a position that has had some injury issues. You got LBE with his neck issues. He's, he's, you know, hit or miss. He finished the season pretty good last year, but can we really count on him? You know, he's just on a one-year deal. 
Jabril Cox, we're already seeing what is going on with his knee and the swelling and having to miss practice. And you got guys behind him, rookies, mm-hmm. plus, you know, you got a, a, a vet yeah, for Luke Bisher yeah. who was yeah. on, on and off, on and off the practice squad, you know, but he's had his injury issues as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what Anthony Barr brings to this Dan Quinn defense is something that Dan Quinn covets. And that's, that's adaptability. That's being able to play a bunch of different spots. Yeah. So if you look at Anthony Barr's career, mm-hmm. you can line him up on the edge to yep. play the run in a two point or a three point stance. Mm-hmm. He has 39 tackles for loss and eight force fumbles in his career from the, uh, off the edge. All right. You can put him to rush the passer. He has 17 and a half career sacks, 44 quarterback hits. Mm. You can put him to play the pass. He has five career interceptions, three of which came last season in his injury shortened 11 game season. So what I see from that mm-hmm. is you see what he's done from 2014 until 2018, midway through 19, before he started having injuries. Yeah. And then to come back in 2021 for just part of the season, for me, that means he's an eight year vet, but he's still an improving player. So we got somebody that can come in here. has got a chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. because like you said, Mark, he wanted 12 million a year and nobody was even sniffing at him for that. Yeah. And Dallas signed him for a two million base salary, possibly three. So he's not used to this position that he's in. And he's really got something to prove for the yeah. Cowboys defense. And and the main thing he's going to do for us, besides that versatility and that adaptability, is he frees up our line. He frees yes, up Michael sir. Parsons to mm-hmm. go and hunt as he pleases out there on the, in the African savannah, man. He's going to be hunting <laughs> quarterbacks. Lion. Hunting quarterbacks, yeah. taking them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Bar's a good so, signing for this defense, and it's just another defense tool in the Dan Quinn's offense. Uh, defense. Well, for me, it was a home run. If I was to grade it on a scale of 1 to 10, I would give him like an 8. I mean, it has the potential you know, just to be the difference between being a really good defense and a goddamn great top three defense. He's a leader. He's a nine-year vet. He's been in the wars, you know. Mm-hmm. He's 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 uh, familiar with Edwards. He played for Dan Quinn, and what he allows uh, Mike to do is roam uh, free, and him and Tank and even Diggs can be more of, of the leaders of this defense. And Kurtz and and Bar can just you know do his thing right there in the middle, be a leader, be a warrior, and and and, and do kind of the dirty work, and let Mike, uh, the real destructive force, just run free and do what he does. Which is probably gonna get twenty sacks, right? So, <laughs> and that's what we're hoping, anyway, man. Twenty sacks, man. Uh, I asked this question earlier on Twitter, man. Well, not actually, not on Twitter. I'm sorry, fellas. On IG at Talking Boys with the Boys podcast on IG, the official Talking Boys with the Boys page, man. I asked, man, um, what you know, what 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 this sophomore season is gonna bring? How many sacks is the line gonna have? I think, I think the guy's hunting for somewhere upwards of maybe 18 to 20, dog. I, and I hope he does it, man, because if he does that, man, this defense is really, really humming, man, really humming. But let me segue to this, though. I got to chime in on this, man, because I, I I was thinking of something the other day, man. And uh, we're all hearing the reports, right? We're hearing the uh, the reports of Trayvon and Curse and Brown uh, and Hooker, man have reportedly, they've been balling out, contrary to the one-on-ones and, and people getting cooked, misnomer that's going around, man. Is this secondary, dog? 
now a top three unit for the Dallas Cowboys, dog? Yes, definitely. And I I mean, when you go from being the weakest point of the defense maybe two years ago under Nolan to being (laughs) one of the strengths of the defense. Well, you know what's really cool about this defense? Because, yes, there's there's an aspect of this. We talk about the DBs in every level. You go from Trayvon to AB, who had an underrated season last year, coming into having the best camp out of anybody. Yeah, including yeah. the president, Tyron, Dak. Dunk. They're talking about Anthony Brown is having the best camp on anybody. So yeah. when I'm looking at that, and you got somebody across from him who has who you know has all pro potential because he's already done it once, and then you look at the safeties. Hooker has pedigree to him. I mean, mm-hmm. he produced in college with the best of them, and then he you know got to be early first round pick and did a few things you know early in his career in in, in the pros. And we got him on cheap and you know on a prove it deal. Now J Ron, what we understand is is just covering everything everything you know? he's yes. like a virus out there bro yeah. he just covers everything man <laughs> this guy the control <laughs> and, you might, and you call that boy covid right he's no, on everything. <laughs> but on that on that sense though on that sense though bro you know he is i i say this could be a top three you know secondary but i also look at the defense as a whole when you go back to the next level right mm-hmm. you go to the next level okay so linebackers and we just discussed the importance of anthony barr we got LVE, who has been having another amazing camp that people are talking about. Yeah. They said one of the one of the best camps since since he was an All Pro, mm-hmm. right? So you got that out there, and you got, of course, Micah. So when you get to the level of the linebackers, you're going, well, shit, is that top five, ten potential? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Then you go to the D line, and you're like, well, okay. So I'm not being delusional here. Am I really drinking the Kool Aid, or what's going on here, right? Because the D line looks like it might be the strength of the whole thing. Yes. Yes. You know, hey, um, Tristan Hill is getting Tyrone Crawford comparisons right now, guys. That's right. Yeah. Hey, and last last episode, man, he was one of our bubble guys. We were like, man, get that guy out of here, dog. <laughs> I mean, I don't, he, hey, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the way it is, though, when you look at these guys, it's not like he didn't have the talent to play in the NFL. He was a second-round pick. Yeah. Thanks, when, when you look, when you look at what they were talking about with him, he just had some some shit off the field that he had to get in line, and then he didn't really have a work ethic. Well, you get out there, you get your ass whipped enough, you get your job, you know, threatened on you, and mm-hmm. maybe you can compartmentalize and get out there and show something. Fucking Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, it's also a contract <laughs> year for for Christian Hill, man. You know what I mean? That's that very makes, true. So, man. You know, when, when and guys in their in their contract year, man, I expect that for for some of the guys this year, man. Tony Pollard's in his contract year. I mean, guys in their contract year tend to show up and show out, man. So well, you know, hopefully that helps us down the stretch. <laughs> well, it's because money doesn't talk. It fucking screams. Yeah. Oh, man. Facts, dog. Facts. You know, considering how players play in contract years, is Steven Jones like a sneaky genius by giving out all these one-year deals and guys get chips on their shoulders and they decide they got to ball out to get a bigger contract, whether it's with Dallas, unlikely, or at, at other places. You know, Mario, but that's the thing, though, because we've talked about it. We went on other people's shows and talked about it, how the Twitter narrative has been, you know, what the fuck are the Cowboys doing? Oh, my God, they're just fucking free agency up. And then you look at the end of it and you're like, okay, so all these guys that we got on the cheap are producing in camp. And they're also talking about this having being the camp where we've seen the most depth at each position in maybe three or four years. Yeah, we're talking about that, too. Mm -hmm. So when you look at, at, at Stephen Jones, I know we all like to judge this and and there's there's this whole weird phenomenon that goes on with it because people side with the players right how dare you lowball them like that how dare you offer this guy that and then we sign them for that low ball and it helps our team out and there's and, and then where do their feelings go with it 
you know, because then it's, <laughs> yeah. then, then, it, then it. it's, oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait, was that good business? Yeah. Yeah. It was damn good business. It was really fucking good business. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, I mean, look at Anthony Barr, what he wanted the beginner free agency towards and compared to what we just gave him. Now he'd have to have a fucking no knee to take a $10 million, you know, uh, cut on that end. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, going back, going back to the original question, is is the secondary top three? I would argue yes. And on the surface, it's it's easy for people to say, well, it's kind of illusion, right? Because this defense was so horrendous under Mike Nolan in 2020 that any sort of improvement is going to look great when you look at the numbers and what secondary did last season. They led the league in 26 interceptions. Mm-hmm. And of those 26 interceptions, 22 of those were by members of the secondary. Yeah. Right? Of course, it's a little bit bloated by Trayvon's 11 picks. But even, even if you give them, you know, a normal amount of like six to seven, that secondary would still be number one in the NFL in interceptions over all the other teams. So Hey, real quick, in- real quick. Six or seven. I mean, that's how many picks were dropped last year as well, though. Exactly, which is stunning from a former receiver. But it, I mean, imagine what he could have done had he mm-hmm. pulled all of those in. Anthony so, Brown as well. You know, Anthony Brown as well. He at, dropped what about four or five, something like that. He did. He did. And Mark, you said best. You know, Anthony Brown is playing lights out. And and what I'm getting at here is, look how well they played last season in only the first season of Dan Quinn's defense. Yeah. So. When defense is re- really uh, falls on how quickly you react, right? So last year, you know, they go through the offseason. They're still learning the defense through the season. And a split second can mean the difference between a touchdown and a touchdown given up and an interception. Yep. So now these guys know the defense. They've been in there a full year plus another offseason already. So now all instinct. So as fast as they were reacting last season to create turnovers and, and pass breakups and, and get to the, the ball carrier and get to the receiver, it's going to be that much faster this season uh, now that they're used to Dan Quinn's defense. But Dan Quinn does something different Dan with Quinn that, Mario, and he showed it in Seattle. And what he I likes mean, to do is he likes to build on the success of what he had the previous season with his defense. He had He'll leave certain things the same way. But if you notice towards the end of the season, what we started to see out of that defensive line was stuff we didn't see early on. Now, granted, Demarcus Lawrence came back, Neville Gallimore came back, but we'll have that at the beginning of the season. And if you guys remember, the defensive line was in a stand-up position a lot of the times towards the end of the season. You know, a couple mm-hmm. games there, you know, what I like to call an amoeba type of defense, where mm-hmm. you don't really know who's coming and who's dropping, or if everybody's coming. Facts. You know, so it, it's going to be really interesting, Mario, because – what happens with these type of defenses in this sense, that's why you want to keep the defense coordinator in-house because it builds on itself from season to season. Sometimes these guys, we've talked about it, sometimes they blow it up and try to do something else the next season. Mm-hmm. But Dan Quinn's a type to build on what he had before. So I really think we're going to see some of the things that, yeah, they're going to play faster because they understand the schematics of it. But there's also going to be some things that, some very exotic looks that we didn't see from last season as well, in my opinion. Absolutely. I love exotic women. I <laughs> <laughs> guys on there tank dorance sam williams the rookie fowler we got micah uh, doing it part-time i got Dak as our second strongest unit i don't need to explain that and i got our secondary as our third you know like i said brown's been lining it up we got lewis we got brown who's having his best camp digs 11 picks last year hello you know we got curse we got hooker we got depth 
we got depth like we really haven't had yeah. in a long time, guys. So I think right now it is our third best unit. And I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year, it's probably our best. I mean, I really want our pass rush to be our best unit because yeah. I think that wins games. Get after the quarterback gets sacks, turnovers. But I wouldn't be surprised if our secondary just lights it up again, even more well, they than they beat up each they other too. Each those other two are too. like yeah. twin those situations. Two are like twin situations. The defensive line and the and the secondary. If you have you know good units in those two senses, I mean you're in for a pretty good season. Absolutely. I don't. I never thought we'd just be here powwowing about the the, the DBs, man, balling the way they are, dog. But I, I mean, we ran it down, dog. Uh, all pro guy, man. Uh, 11 picks last year, dog. I mean, he, uh, the only thing he needs to add to his game now is shutting this shit down. And guys, let's not forget, dude. Scary Terry didn't do shit. Devontae um, Smith didn't do shit. I mean, you can run down the list, dog, of, of guys he shut down last year, dog. Contrary to what these fucking... Uh, haters are talking about dog you know what i'm saying um but you know not even from that sense you, you talk about the dbs we're talking about the starting dbs but yeah. i heard really good things about the second team i mean izzy mukamu you know he's, uh, he's doing spell yeah i've heard some really good things about these big guys that are prototypical to this defense and what does that mean does it mean they're going to the job the wrong balling man it's one of my guys one of my pit cats man so yeah, when no. you have guys that are doing that, then the the next man up mentality is a real thing. It's not just you know, coach speak. Absolutely, absolutely, man. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's move on a little bit, man. Uh, we've been hearing a lot of reports also coming out of uh, camp about uh, pre snap motion going on and and guys moving around and uh, twenty one personnel. You got Zeke out there. You got Tony out there. Uh, you got things happening, man. Uh, pre snap, man. Uh, I just want to ask you guys, man, are y'all buying into this this report, man? And do y'all y'all think it'll translate to the sis, uh, to the season, or do y'all think what y'all think they're just fucking with us? <laughs> well, on, from from my standpoint, man, I think that it could be a little of both, and I think there is a little of both in there. But this part early on in camp, I think yeah. that it, it 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 some people might view that as well. This early on. I think they just could be just, uh, you know, teasing us a little bit. But first off, they don't give a fuck about what we, we think of as fans. First off. <laughs> Those are facts, bro. Those okay. Facts. I, I hate it when people say that. Like, oh, they showed us that, but they're gonna they're just showing it to make us happy. Why would they give a fuck to make you happy? You happy. Yes, yeah. dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would they give a fuck? You know, it's a uh, little self-importance there. Yeah. I really think what they're doing now is an install. It's an install period. They show yeah. things early on because they mm -hmm. want to get the people in the right positions for what they're going to be running. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't, there are certain aspects of this offense that have been pretty prevalent over the past couple of years that won't be here. One being a, a, a toss to, to a wide receiver lining up next to the quarterback and he chucks it down the field to somebody else. Cedric Wilson's not here anymore. So you yeah. don't have that play in, in, in the playbook anymore. And then if you look at, at, at Noah Brown, Noah fucking Brown. Noah Andrew, Brown? <laughs> when you look yeah. at what he's been able to do this season, I mean, this offseason in camp right now, yeah. when people just look at the receiving aspect of it, they got to remember there's another part that we're not thinking about. That's the fact that even before Cedric Wilson got burned, Noah was getting burned. Yeah. Noah got a lot of playing time, and he was in offensive schemes regarding how good of a blocker he is. Yeah. So when you look at it, you're going, okay, so he's a receiving threat now? Yeah, man. And when you add that to what he's responsible for in the run game, we're looking at maybe something pretty important in that sense, and they want to go through an install period with that. 
You know, mm-hmm. so you got no in there. You got TP in there. I've heard actually from the limited time that he's that he's seen there. Now, look, we ain't got no Kool-Aid. I ain't got nothing over here. But the Zeke has looked as good as Tony Pollard, bro. Yeah. I've seen the videos, I mean, I, man. I, I, Jump cuts. Everything's looking shit, good, man. man. Yeah. Facts, bro. You know, and in the install period right now, if they're demonstrating stuff like Tony Pollard lighting up in the slot or putting Zeke out wide and bringing Noah into the backfield as a personal protector for Dak, hey, I'm with it. And, and I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, yeah. But show me if you're doing it in the second or third season. Shut the fuck up. Like, they, you know, like, shut the yeah. fuck up with that yeah. bullshit. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. so I think, I think it could be a flash or something. I really do. For me, I take too much stock of um, what goes on in the public practices and training camp, right? So mm-hmm. I do think Mark has a point. Kellen Moore, he's not doing it just because. He's not doing it just because people were in his ear last year, you know, all over Twitter and all over social media. ESPN and all NFL Network and all that stuff that why why doesn't he use pre-snap motion so he's doing it for a reason now do I trust him to actually carry that into a season probably not uh but like Mark said you know they don't give a fuck what we say they're they're not doing it Mm -mm. they're not doing it because well Cowboys Nation says that we're not doing hey, Mark, that motion, so let's such show and them such a little shit. bit. Hey, I can already see. Hell yeah, I can already see Kellen Moore going. Okay, jet sweep to the left. Hey, Dak self. You know what? I remember that dude on Twitter saying, "I got to do some sort of hey, shit to the right." I remember you know Mark D I mean? so said, "We got to run a triple." Hey, Mark D said, "We got to do something to the right." So I really got to put that out there. So yeah, be happy with it. You gonna do those shit like that? No man. The only the only time that I remember Cowboys even got a shred of that and and i can still picture this in my head mm-hmm. Bill back before quincy carter um i think our quarterbacks were chad hutchinson and yeah. chad henny right and everybody everybody you know hutchinson wasn't playing that great and everybody wanted chad henny and they're like you got to play chad henny you got to do this and he went in there in the first half of the game and threw like three interceptions and he didn't <laughs> score any points and uh, after the game, Parcells up on the podium and he's like, "You guys wanted the kid, you got the kid." Yeah, right. You, you know, saw, you know what though? Everybody with, saw. <laughs> with with that though, you know, when I'm hearing about Tony Pollard, we're hearing like that he looks like a fucking machine right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're hearing about he looks like it physically, he's midseason form, all these types of things. Maybe that would go towards giving him more opportunities in the scheme because when you're a coach and you got a, like a star player out there. Maybe you're viewing him a different way than you were in the past in, in certain senses because yeah. you'll take him out in packages and you'll put him in in packages. <laughs> Package. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> but sometimes with a player that's like that, that's like yeah. Des Bryant, like it doesn't matter the package. You just leave him in no matter what. If we see a little bit of that from the Tony Pollard, then maybe because he is in a contract here too, right? Well, for me to um, believe in Kellen Moore, right? I've got to, you know, and See this glass right here? I'm full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's pretty much how I look at the Cowboys offense right now today. I'm not saying there's going to be that week one. But today, Mike and Cullen Moore, it's like this glass. Because he just showed us too many times that season. Him and that my table together. They showed us too many times. They got out-coached, out-thunk, out-everything. Mm-hmm. Right, and I know the points, I know the cards, I know what we did in office on paper, but we all watch these games. We all watch these same games. We all saw that offense, you know, just at times not do what it was supposed to do. And I really put a lot of that on Kevin Moore and the play calling. Yes, Dak did regress. Yes, the line was a mess. I get it. 
But to me, Kelly Moore and Fat Mike, I thoughts on them. And Fat Mike, man, he just doesn't take he doesn't take uh, he doesn't take um ownership for what for what goes wrong. And right, he is a boss. He's not a leader. Think about that. It makes sense. He's a boss. He's not a leader, man. He doesn't need a goddamn thing. And that's the yeah. problem. You're right, man. No, you're exactly right, man. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But we've already heard that from Mike McCarthy's end. He's already given like precursors to him, yeah, even definitely. trying to I mean, even this season already, he's already planted little seeds mm-hmm. in the in the sense of trying to give his excuses. I mean, what did he say? You know, that's again, he you know, doubled down on that's Kellen and Dak thing. Yeah, the I would love no, but he said he did. I would love to. I would love <laughs> to uh, uh, call plays, but that's Kellen. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, Mike, I got you, buddy. I got yeah, you, yeah, buddy. that 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 sounds like the stripper going. I'd love to be on the main stage, but they let Diamond up there. They don't let me up there because you know <laughs> they don't want me to take business away from the side yeah, tables. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't want me to take business away from the side. Shut your bitch ass up. Yeah, facts, if you could facts. dance, you'd be on the main stage. Right. Dance, you'd be on the main stage. Yeah. <laughs> We all know that the real fun happens on the side stages. Y'all know <laughs> Facts. Facts. I know that. I know that. This guy. Did you say did you say the raw fun happens in backstages? Is that what you said? <laughs> y'all guys are out of control, dog. The, These guys are out of control, the, everybody. The raw- <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's move on, dog. Since we're we're talking about pre-snap um uh motion <laughs> and we, we're throwing uh wide receivers out there. Uh, that are involved in this stuff as well, man. CD said some things uh, about a week ago, right? He said he's not opposed to vet help and that he really likes what we have in the young receiving room. Have y'all seen enough for this statement to be true? You know, man, um, that's a, that was an interesting statement because yeah. when Jerry says it, you just think that he needs to take his air set and go to sleep when Jerry <laughs> Thanks, says something dog. like that, right? Thanks, but, when you got, but when you got CD saying that, I mean, there is a sense like like some people might go, well, I mean, he doesn't want any coming anybody to come and threaten him for his job. Dog, C D has no problem with his job or targets. Okay. Yeah. He ain't gonna have nobody coming to fuck with his job. He might really believe this. And yeah. then when you see some of what's going on, right? So you piece things together. It's like a puzzle. Well, Noah Brown looks like he's having one of the best camps everybody's talking about, right? Simi, I know one-on-ones, we're yep. not making big things about it, but it also lets you know he ain't just a jag anymore. Yep. You know, he's yep. not just the guy anymore. I've seen some catches, not just what they showed on Trayvon. It's not like I'm trying to preach on that. I've seen some end zone, back of the end zone, nice grabs. I've seen him going downfield. I mm-hmm. mean, the boy is about 6'3", six, 6'4", six, with a four four forty. Well, you know? man, I mean, I mean all, all of the tools that we heard about Simi, man, the deep threats, the the speed, the size, man, the winning the contestant throws. I mean, we're we're seeing it right now, dog. It's 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 wild. It's wild to me, man, because j- right before the season started, what were we saying, Mark? Walk your ass to the tight end room. Yeah. Now he we seems were, like you know. I mean, and I and uh, I seen this earlier as well, dog. Somebody said. He, uh, it might have been Hellman, dog. I, I think, I think they, uh, he said something to the effect like, um, he, he, he needs to be out there with, with, with the ones and the twos, man, because he's the threes have no chance with this guy, man. This guy is blowing everybody out the water right now. I'm glad he's, he's, um, he's showing what he, what he can do and what we saw coming out of, out of Stanford, man. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the guy, like you said, the guy was at a four, four, three. Or four four or yeah, four three. Uh, you know what four, I'm saying? Speed? Four four two, something like that. Ends. Yeah. But, you know the same thing Burn. is. It's not like you have to. Th- it's not like saying 
he could go to the tight ends room would be is necessarily just a relegation to, okay, make him do something else. Could you yeah. imagine a stretch the field tight end and runs a four? <sighs> hey, you're a, hey, my boy, Dreezy's nipples getting hard over there. <laughs> when you talk about <laughs> tight think, ends, baby. Yeah. I mean, you think about that. Dog. Y'all think about that, right? Dalton Schultz. <laughs> when you look at what he did to Trayvon, when you look at what was going on with that, we're not trying to make big deals yeah. about it, but could you imagine if that was a linebacker in front of him? Facts, dog. Facts. I mean, I mean, you let that you, you got you let a guy with that kind of speed get behind the, uh, any defense. That, he's not a little dude. A, he's no, that's a walk-in touchdown every single time, man. That's that's the uh, Deshaun Jackson type shit, bro. Unaccounted for. Well, all of a sudden, he's fucking in the middle of the field, forty yards behind the goddamn defense, bro. Touchdown! Like what the hell? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dennis Houston's intriguing too. I mean, that, that's a, intriguing. that's an intriguing name that people have been talking about. Yep. I haven't heard that he's a burner or anything like that. I just heard that he kind of does everything good and everything yep. well. So, Dak's favorite yeah, uh, receiver so far in camp. Yeah, it looks mm-hmm. like Dak trusts him. He trusts him in the spot that he's supposed to be in. You know, he might not be his first read on a play, obviously, with CD on the field. If you, you know, he looks to his second, third read, and, and Houston is there. Yeah. So, as far as CD's comments about this young group being ready, I mean, you expect a player, right? He, he's got to endorse his teammates. Mm-hmm. But but if you really look at it, what, what were we just talking about earlier, about this secondary being like top three, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when, when these guys are flashing, we're not talking about one-on-one drills. We're talking about the 11-on-11, first offense yep. versus first defense, defense, you know, driving down the field. And these guys are making plays. You know, we talk about Fihoko. There's a reason we drafted him last year for all these traits that he has. Mm-hmm. And he's showing those traits. It looks like he's grown into this in his second season. He's becoming the guy that Dallas wanted last season. Yeah. When they took him. And Thanks. you got this undrafted free agent in you know, Dennis Houston. He's showing up. He's in the right spot at the right time. Noah Brown. Noah Brown lost 15 pounds, I think they said. Yeah, about 10, 10 15 pounds. pounds. Yep. So he's actually Coming showing out his, his quickness. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. he's showing his quickness now. Mm-hmm. He's showing his quickness. He's showing his speed. And, and you know, the uh, I listened to the Cowboys media matchup today with uh, Yeomans, Rob Phillips, and, and Mickey Spaggs. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how Noah Brown is finally getting an opportunity to actually be a part of this offense and not just be one of the receivers that they want to block. So it they made it seem like the Cowboys were the – were the ones that wanted him to stay at 230 pounds because yep. they wanted to use him only in certain packages. So I he, mean, there was, was it, what is it, year, th- th- year three, real quick, year three or year two, where they were talking about him putting on weight, maybe becoming a, a tight end? They used to mistake him for Des Bryant, remember? Yes, dog. Yep. Yes, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I think, I think CD, obviously, they're just being a good little soldier with these comments. I really do. Because what's he supposed to say? Nah, we're looking kind of weak. I really wish there'd be someone in, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Now he, he he he's supposed to say that because I think he's taking on more of a leadership role. This is gonna be his third season. Coop's gone. Lamb is by far and away our number one target. I, I think he's trying to be a leader. So, like I said, I think he's saying what he's supposed to say, right? Because if he says anything else, it's good headlines. Oh, 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 uh, oh, CD's saying that they need help. CD's saying that the young guys can't step up. No, he's being a good little soldier, and he's saying what he's supposed to say. He's taking a leadership role. 
my opinion. And it very well could be, you know, very well could be. But you look at what he has said in the past with certain things, like he's taking the lead dog role with his offense. I mean, in the receiving core as well. And a, a good problem to have is to try to figure out if that's Dennis Houston or if that's Noah Brown doing that or yeah. if that's Dak throwing them open. Because guess what? It's a good fucking thing either way. Either fucking way. Facts. Facts. I man. mean, I, I mean, and and dude, I mean, they're looking, they're looking really well, man. I, I uh, or the the receivers, man. Or I, I don't know, dog. I mean, what's? Well, let me let me ask you this real quick. What what? What's better out there? What's on the menu, man? You look at the menu, the free agency menu right now. If you're not going to trade for somebody and lose picks and try to get somebody um, right now, I mean, there's really nobody out there. I mean, everybody's clamoring for OBJ. OBJ is going to start the season on PUP. You know what I'm saying? Will Fuller is fast as fuck, but he has drop issues. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Well, you know, Big Brother, something we're not even discussing with that sense because we talked about how good these DBs are. We yeah. talked about how good J-Ron Curse is, yeah. but there's somebody they're not able to keep up with. That's mm-hmm. Dalton Schultz. Dalton oh, Schultz geez. has, I've, I've heard uncoverable. I've heard yeah. get open when he wants to. I mm-hmm. heard do whatever he wants to do in this offense. Yep. So when you look at that and you look at what they're talking about from the receiving core, is it more of early, I mean, early on free agency type shit where we're wanting clamoring for something as fans, but then in the end, if, we don't get it is it really that big of an impact man this I mean, fan base at, is always clamoring for something bro you know that i mean <laughs> it, it is man so so you tell me like we, we talk about it right and and i don't hear reports coming out of camp right now going shit man these dudes are dropping like flies we need yeah. people on the second and third team so that we can run our offense because that's what i was worried about that's mm-hmm. the main aspect i was worried about when you start mm-hmm. having receivers that aren't there james washington you know michael gallup but that's not what i'm hearing i'm hearing that they're getting opportunities and they're capitalizing those opportunities I mean, Aaron Rodgers has turned how many, you know, freaking receivers from no names into contract worthy. And Max. I mean, we all talk about how good Dak Prescott is. Well, he did it for Sam. Could he be that could he be that type of quarterback now as well? Absolutely. He did it for said he and he's done it for Dalton. Dalton got goddamn franchise tagged. So let's go, man. I mean, so I, I, I and I don't think we have to wait too long. I think I think uh, James Washington might be back. Uh, he might be back <laughs> in, in week two, maybe yeah. week three, something like that. Michael Gallup, we're probably gonna we he'll, we'll probably see him week three. So man, as long as some of these guys like Simi, uh, Dennis Houston, uh, even Noah Brown, Noah Brown knows the system, man. Uh, well, James, as, no, James Washington, is it a full Liz Frank? Did they say it was it was diagnosed as a Liz Frank? Uh, because I didn't sure. I didn't see if it was or not. Because if it was diagnosed as a Liz Frank, he's six weeks. Six oh, to eight six weeks. weeks. Okay. All right. Six to well, eight weeks. Well, he's probably on the eight. Yeah. Probably on the eight week. Probably on the eight. I mean? Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was. Yeah, the Jones fracture. Definitely. Yeah. On the, so he's so on. The, I, he's I, on the the latter part of the of the healing process. So eight to ten weeks, something like that. He'll so. he'll come back and do a few things mid season, maybe catch a few things. But his yeah. career as a cowboy is probably done. You know, Absolutely. for for next season. You know. All right. All right, man. We're moving on into training camp, man. Um, I want you guys to give me someone you're high on and someone you're low on in the 10 days of training camp so far. Okay. That's a really good question. I mean, I got to bite my tongue. You know, I'm high on Noah Brown, man. Sorry, <laughs> right, let's go. Noah, Sorry, Brown. Noah Brown. Man, it, it's just the, the things that it, it's not just what people are saying. You know, we, we watch tape on these guys. We're not at camp, so we can't see things live. So other people can. 
But at the same time, we can see what we're looking at. And at the same thing, I see something a little different. I see somebody that's completely fluid in his routes right now. Yeah. He can run any route on the route tree that you need him to run. He's familiar with the offense to the point to where, let's say they deviate away from what they're implementing right now. He can easily pick it up because he has a basics of what the offense is. Mm-hmm. So I think that bodes well for him on top of other receivers. You know, even when Michael Gallup comes back, he has a skill set that he's able to contribute with. And we'll see how he and Tolbert, you know, fight for some minutes. But I think, you know, I, I, I like that. Yeah. I, real quick, let me go. Um, someone I'm high on. I mean, I know you ain't giving me uh, the person you're low on. But since we're talking about high fellas, someone I'm high on or something I'm high on uh, that that's really come to fruition uh, today, really, uh, was the back to CD connection. It was unstoppable yeah. today if you saw yeah. training camp. If you saw the clips from training camp and you heard the reports, that it, I mean, the the Dak to CD connection was crazy, dog, crazy. Now that's that's what you want to see, man. You really want to see that connection thrive, and I think it's going to carry over to the season, man. Uh, look what CD's done so far, and Dak is, man. Like I said, man, he just he's just that guy, man, to me, man. He's he's um he ascends, man. When it when when the time comes, man. So the guy that I'm do it. I'm really gonna watch in preseason the guy because I don't. When I watch preseason games, you're not mm-hmm. going to watch it from the beginning to the end and sit there and really hope for somebody to yeah. win because they work on so many different things in-game. Yeah. The guy that I'm really going to watch and be pulling for to see if he knows what he's doing, Turbin. Because from the looks yeah. of it, they're get, they're giving him the job. It looks like he's the only one who's back there taking punts. I mean, there's a few others. Yeah. But it, we look at the measurables. We see the 4-3. We see all these. You know, I even put the comparison out there, Tyreek Hill, as far as measurables concerned. But guess what? If the motherfucker can't field a punt, he can't catch it to get the fuck down the field. Fast. Okay. So we'll see exactly how that's going to go from that. End. All right, fellas, someone you're high on. Well, somebody I'm high on actually is, is LVE, man. Uh, er- everything coming out of campus, you know, they're talking about how he's kind of returned to that um, 2018 form mm-hmm. in his rookie season when he was an all pro. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that neck injury really derailed him. Um, and I think it was mental. And, yeah. and I don't blame the guy. I mean, if you got a if you got a neck injury that you know you're almost paralyzed, would you go out there and, and be reckless with your body like like you were before and throw yourself around and be trying to hit these you know 220 pound running backs? I wouldn't. Yeah, facts. You know, but it, I wouldn't either. It, it, it looks like he's gotten some a, a lot of confidence back, and that started towards the end of last season. And uh, maybe maybe his role in in, in Dan Quinn's defense has 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 a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. But LVE, all reports out of camp are showing that he he's flashing that all pro uh, talent that we know he has from that all pro 2018 season. So uh, I'm really looking forward to what he can do um, alongside Anthony Barr, alongside Parsons, alongside Jabril Cox, mm. um, and and you know having that depth on the along in, the, in Cox. The, a long Cox. Said, I think you said I think you said mm-hmm. long time Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Alongside love, love, loving long time cops. A long Cox package. That's what he said. He said a long yeah. Cox package. Yeah. That's what Thanks, I was like, Cox, Cox, there's a few things to be. I mean, you know, the positive to this is there's a lot to be happy about. There's a lot to be happy about. Yeah, there is. There's an obvious answer in our beautiful host. Already, I'm high on Dak. I know people can say, "Why are you high on Dak?" You know, this is what he's supposed to be doing. But honestly, man, I mean, 
he lost his number one target from last year, Coop, right? He's yep. playing behind a makeshift offensive line. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's not coming he's not coming into this training camp with everything set, everything roses, everything just all I gotta do is show up, just boom, boom, boom. You know, like he has a lot to work with. I mean, he has a lot to do because what he has to work with, I I should say, is not is not as great as everyone wants to be seen. People still say he has one of the best offensive lines of football. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. Besides uh, Lamb, who is he throwing to? Tyler Schultz there. He's a tight end. So, to me, I'm really happy that. To me, the leadership that Dak has shown this offseason and the previous offseason, he just keeps doing his thing. The guy I'm low on is the guy I really said two, three weeks ago that I was that I, that I thought was going to do his damn thing. And that was Terrence Steele. Right? And it's still early. And it's August 9th, right? So I'm left out from week one. But Terrence Steele, man, Terrence Steele should be looking better. I thought he looked better than what he is. I know Mark. No. I know Mark's nipples are hard. It's still early. It's still early. I see that beautiful head of yours. It's still it. early. But Terrence still needs to pick his shit up. Yeah. Down my money. It's not that bad. It's just careful. Yeah. <laughs> Was it it's just nah yeah. you're you're it right. Is. Um <laughs> no, no, I mean there's two cents to it. You're right, it is camp, you know, but at the same time, I have that view that I look at individual drills, not one-on-ones with DBs, you know, and shit like that. But I look for different stuff and 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 I look at that more than I actually look at the preseason games, to be honest. Yeah. You know, preseason games are times for dudes to get shine sometimes for other teams. Yeah. You know, to be honest with you. Um, the guy that, that's my low point is the fucking CP that I was hoping for a lot of promise with. The motherfucker KJ. that likes to be around. Yes, dog. <laughs> the, the yeah. fucking shit, dog. Yeah. Like, I, I'm so hard on the kid because you see it. You see this. You see what he has the talent to be, and yeah. then you can see him not even locking in with it. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if there is anything going on with him. I know it's not physical. But I do know that this motherfucker's not locked in up here, you yeah. know. And so, oh, so, okay, so we got long cocks, and we got you're high on crack or high on dick. What'd you say? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> with you, dog. Yeah, high on dick. <laughs> <laughs> high on dick. Hey, we're through all that. Dreezy, it sounded like you said I was high on dick. Way. <laughs> I was like that. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you're high on crack or high on dick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. I did say that. <laughs> Yeah, man. One of one of the guys. Uh, oh, one of the guys I'm 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 high on right now, dog, is definitely. Uh, well, I said the the connection with uh, with CD and Dak. But one of the guys I'm. Oh, one of the things I'm low on. I don't want to go with guys, man. But it's it's the tackle position, man. It really is. I know people are clamoring for a swing tackle. We need a swing tackle. We need a swing tackle. I just want a tackle who can play left left side and right side, dog. And and if some if something happens to to Steele or to Tyron, they can come in and 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 fortify that that as a as a second as a second guy to come in and and hold it down for at least a moment while the guy is out, man. But I mean, swing tackle, man. I, I I'm getting tired of a swing tackle, man. But yeah, that's I'm 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 low on that right now, dog. Because I don't think Josh Ball's putting out. Well, let's go is is Dunsky's. I don't think he was ever gonna pan out, anyways. You know what I'm saying? Um. So I mean, I, I'm low on the tackle position. What I, 
the backup. You know what I'm really position. what I'm yeah. Though, what what I stated in my low end or my my high end, it was something that I was trying to you know get something that's not an obvious high end, but my obvious high end is the progress of Tyler Smith, guys. I mean, let's honest be honest here. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. fucking with you about it, Dreezy. Not at all about another thing I was <laughs> right about, homie. Okay. Yeah. We'll just stop on that one. Um, <laughs> but but the progress of Tyler Smith, man, because you got guys who are talking about. I mean, you got Kyle Yeomans out there saying that day after day, this kid is impressing more and more. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just beautiful to hear about what mm-hmm. we all thought or didn't think about him. Damn, being right, being wrong, who the fuck cares? Seeing this guy progress from what they're saying him to progress to, I know you love it, Dreezy. I know, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dog. We're, you know, at the end, we all talk the same shit. It's just some of us are a little more right than others. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Can't that. <laughs> I, I can echo Mark being low on uh, uh, Kelvin Joseph, you know, because all the expectations that we had for him. But I'm going to stick with the theme of today, uh, which is I'm low on our kicking situation, man. Mm. This is, oh, we have one? Is, we have a kicking situation. <laughs> uh, it, it, if you want to call it a situation, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's bad, man. You know, uh, our boy got it by, got waived today in favor of Brett Maher. Um, Maher, I think the stats last season, he went 20 of 30 for, for Dallas when mm-hmm. he, or, or the year before when he, when he, when he kicked for us, when Greg Zordon was out. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 66% ain't it, man. Yeah. Um, Irulahu, there's a reason he's a journeyman bouncing all around. And I just, uh, I don't know, man. It cost us about this before. We talked about this last episode. It cost us three games. It cost us at least three games. At least three at games. Least, yeah. you know, the Bucks game, the Raiders game. Um, and we need to get this shit under control. And mm-hmm. we were really, really spoiled with Dan Bailey for a few years there. Um, we knew that, you know, a 47 yard kick, we don't even, we walk away from the TV, man. We know he's going to make it. Yeah. And now, you know, every single kick, you know, past 30 yards is like, we're looking at the TV like, oh shit, are we going to get the three points or is it going to be another wasted, uh, wasted yeah. drive, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really wish uh, I really wish solve that and get somebody in here who's going to be reliable, but there's not that many options out there. So hope Hiralahu has hit all of his kicks two days in a row. Hopefully he's getting into a groove. We've yet to see it in the game situation. Uh, so let's see how they split up the kicks between Hiralahu and Maher uh, in our three preseason games, and, and we go from there. Well, I was going to say, for as bad as Maher looked two years ago with Dallas, Last season, he did, I think it was 16 or 18, you know, which is 18 is not a huge sample size, but it's enough to show, look, man, this guy may have got it together. Now, why he wasn't on the team going to training camp, I honestly don't know. I really don't know. I think he has the potential to get back to the kicker that he once was, right? And, I mean, but the, the, but you know, when the kicker saw, position went. He went 16 of 18 last season with New Orleans, but I did see that today that his longest kick with New Orleans was 42 yards. But you so, see, the thing about it is, I also saw some numbers with Maher coming into the season before that. He was 60% for his career. Yeah. 60% for his career. And then he was 80%, you know, last year kicking wherever the fuck he was. I don't give a fuck about any of these one, one of these motherfuckers. You know what I want to do? I want to wait till the 53-man roster is being cut. <laughs> no, no. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two things here. Okay, yeah. the reason I'm not too fucking scared about this is because the one thing that I loved last year was going forward on fourth down because yeah. this is an awesome fucking offense. And then yeah. sometimes you look at Mike McCarthy's dumbass and he was sitting there going, 
okay, timeout, no timeout. Uh, rub the lamp, rub the lamp. There's no lamp. Uh, uh, what the fuck? Seriously. So what I think the kicking game being weak might be a little bit of, hey, you remember? Sometimes we were going, he's going to let Legatron kick a 50-what yarder? Yeah, like the motherfucker facts. missed a, missed the motherfucker missed a thirty yarder. What? Oh, he's better with more distance. I don't want to hear that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. So having both of these fucking training wheel kickers might be a good thing in a sense. Absolutely. Oh, I I wake up every morning, and and I you know I thank God that Mike McCarthy took that year off to become a fucking expert in analytics and in in game situations. You know, because if it wasn't for that, you know, man, I mean. How, how many fourth and ones are we kicking uh, the borderline of the kicker's range instead of, you know, when analytics says that, you know, 77% of the time it's better to go for it on that fourth and one, you know? So I, I love Mike McCarthy. I'm, I'm so glad he's our head coach. Well, you know, the thing, the other thing about all these aspects with these, with these kickers right now, you have kicking competitions in every camp. You got yeah. the guy who's the incumbent, the guy who can make the kicks, and then you got somebody that's going to come in to, to give him competition, unless your last name is Tucker, right? But the thing about this is I would just wait as the Cowboys, and this is probably what we're going to do. You just wait till all the other fat is trimmed from the rosters, wait till that 53-man roster is about to be set, and they got those two kickers that they're not sure about. Any team in the NFL, somebody's going to have them. They're going to have two kickers that are just as good and they can't make a decision on it. And they're going to cut one of them. Do your research a little bit and go pick that motherfucker up. You know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Don't don't bring in the kicker from fucking San Jack fucking Asinto who's kicked 20 out of 20 (laughs) in college. Fuck this bullshit. (laughs) Go get that guy. Yeah, yeah. So one of these guys today, one of the five kickers that they brought in or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, They talked about today that he was he was actually on the Packers practice squad for like a year and a half. You know, oh yeah, I saw that. So because due to COVID. the COVID situation, right? Yeah. So yeah, he was Crosby's third leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. All right, man. Well, let's move on a little bit, man, because uh we got something I wanna I wanna uh bring up, man. Uh, uh Stephen Jones, about a I'm gonna say about a week, a week ago, was on uh the uh the ticket, DW, I mean the the Fort Worth, uh Dallas Fort Worth ticket. And he said he's he, he that they have not had contract extensions with uh, Tony Pollard, and that as, as they move forward, they have to do their due diligence at the <laughs> running back position and the cap. But the goal is to get Tony or TP back here next year, man. We all know Zeke's contract didn't uh, set the market, and it looks like uh, it's a bad it's bad contractually for for the team, though, to be honest with you. So I, I want to ask you all this, man. Do you think next year this team gets back to uh, the standard, which is devaluing the running back position, man, and, and, and they look to the draft and or or maybe even give Rico Dado, uh, Rico Dado a shot or somebody like that, man? Um, but or do you or do you want to sign Tony Pollard? I don't want to give Rico Dowdo a shot or, or guys like that. I don't mm-hmm. want to go that route because that just brings me nightmares of Darren Hambrick. Okay. I don't want to do that type of shit. Yeah, it does, man. You know, don't, let's not do that. Let's not do the whole, well, the line's good. So draft somebody in the first to sec, first to third rounds. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah. In going, yeah. going forward, do what we've been doing at the wide receiver position. Now there was a stop there because Zeke, I mean, when they talk about it, not setting the market, it didn't, but what he was holding this to at the time. I mean, if everybody remembers, Tony Pollard was not this Tony Pollard. We nope. tried to feature him in the preseasons and it didn't really work. It out. didn't really work. That's right. 
I mean, there were convers there was plenty of conversations, at least between us and, and our and on our podcast on Talking Boys with the Boys, when we were like, Tony Pollard can't handle a full load like Z can. I mean, we really, really went there with it. You know what I'm saying? But right now, all reports are saying Tony Pollard looks like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's 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 running back one. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, between and if you get two, creative you know? with the offense, the the whole the whole thing that we all talk about, but it's kind of a misnomer sometimes yeah. is Zeke's blocking right? Zeke's blocking. But if you do something in the scheme and let's say, I don't know, Kellen, wherever the linebacker's coming from, have Tony Pollard run by that motherfucker. It doesn't matter <laughs> if he blocks him or not. He's yeah. leaving somebody open. Yeah. You, know what I'm saying? you can get creative with this shit and it doesn't have to be, well, Zeke needs to be in there to protect Dak. It's like, you man, know? there's so many different things you can do with Tony Pollard. Yep. Uh, and I last time I checked, Dak's pretty good against the rush. Yeah. Number one, I, actually. I think that Dallas they don't view Tony Potter as a lead back. You know, no, even no. with Zeke in there, you know, they, they haven't given Potter that much run. And, and I think there's a reason for it. You know, he's, he's the lightning to Zeke's thunder, right? He's the one that comes in. He changes the pace of the game. He's, he hits those outside runs with speed. He even hits the inside runs with speed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he creates a mismatch. You know, these, these defensive players, you know, you hit them with Zeke, Zeke, Zeke. And then you come in with, Boom, you know, and, and they're not adjusted to the speed. But I don't see the Cowboys giving him a contract. Um, if you look at history, not just with the Cowboys, but you have these guys who their role is the change of pace back, right? They come in, you've got a lead back, they come in and they do something different for the offense. So I think the last time one of our change of pace backs was signed to a big contract was Marion Barber, right? And what happened to him in that first season? His efficiency plummeted when he was when he was charged as being the number one back. You know, he was better in that secondary role to come in and get the hard yard, you know, come in at the goal line, come in and, you know, because we had kind of a speed back in Julius Jones. And then you bring Marion Barber in, and he's this physical guy who's going to run over you. He's going to hit you hard. And he couldn't withstand that throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. So I, I see a similar situation with Potter here. And I really think Dallas, like Mark said, is they're just going to uh, resort to the draft um, to fill that hole. And I don't see Zeke or Potter on this team next season. Let me, let me, let me, let me say this real quick, real quick, fellas. Didn't, didn't we see the same situation with Mark Ingram and Kamara with the Saints? You know, the thing is, people compare Tony Pollard to Kamara. I mean, I, I know everybody loves to do that. But at the same time, I really don't, guys. I don't. Um, in a sense, yes, but I still have yet to see that wiggle out of Tony Pollard that Kamara is known for. Okay, seriously, there's short nah. area of quickness that com- that you do not res- disrespect <laughs> yeah. Kamara for. Yeah, there's a certain. I mean, seriously, man, there's a certain short area of quickness that he has that you can't disrespect him for. Tony Pollard has yet to show me that. He mm-hmm. has yet to show me that type of short area quickness. Now, when he takes one cut and goes, he shot out of a cannon. There's nobody better. But, you know, he kind of reminds me more of DeMarco Murray than Alvin Kamara. Not the power, but DeMarco was one cut and go. He wasn't yeah. one cut wiggle and go. That's yeah. what Tony reminds me of. And a lot of people go, well, you know, damn, we wish Tony Potter was our lead back. We've tried to make him our lead back in the past. It just didn't quite work out. Somebody tell me when we were when we said, here it is, Tony, it's your show, and he was balling with it, and then we took it away. That's never happened from my last time I checked. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, so so the narrative is man, he's so, he needs so to be the lead back, but I'm going, he needs to be the lead back, but I'm going, does he? 
Well, I would love, 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 love to see see a point where um, you know Pollard is there. We draft Randy back. Zeke, everything you done, but Zeke's gone, right? His contract's out the books. We got a rookie running back. We got Pollard. Not to make his nipples get hard again, but Mark did say, I forget which week it was last season, that Tony Pollard was not going to be re-signed. And when he said it, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, don't do that to me, Mark. He's like, I'm just saying. He said that, and I was like, damn. And now, if you're asking me to believe anything Stephen Jones says, I ain't gonna fall for that. So I do think he is gone after this season, and I do 100% think that we're gonna draft a running back. And I don't mean in the seventh round, just a, just a guy who's gonna just get thrown away, like a legit running back that this guy can come in and 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 take sna- take significant snaps. I just hope that Pollard is also there to be a part of that committee. I don't know if he is. I hope he is, but. I put a tweet about this um, recently when I was talking about it. When After right after Stephen made his comments, I said one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to DeMarco Murray his ass and give him the ball if he has success, and they're going to ride it till they can and until the wheels fall off, and they ain't going to re-sign him. Or they're going to do what they did last year. He's going to have some more success, maybe feed him a little bit more, have this dude at top three or five in the league at his position, and then low ball. But the funny thing about that is – Say they do, quote, use him up. Do you know how good offense could possibly look with Tony Pollard in an expanded role? And I'm not saying taking 25 carries a game leading the league. I'm not saying all that. I'm saying uh, rushing the ball and receiving the ball. And a lot of people forget about that. He is such a good receiver at backfield. Five guys that get 80 85 catches a year is beyond me. Like, I don't know why he doesn't get that. But he explosive out of the backfield. My thing, bro. My thing with Tony Dog is 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 you're gonna it, by by put it. Um, uh, let's say we we give him that kind of workload, right? Even split it 50-50 with 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 Zeke, right? Which we all feel like he might deserve. A lot of Cowboys Nation feels like he deserves that. But when you do things like that, and and you put him in in quote unquote like a, a premier kind of. Uh, a running back position that drives the price up. We all know this front office ain't trying to drive that pri- that price up, dog. You, they did it with they did it with Gallup. You know what I'm saying? They're not trying to drive that price up, dude. So, I mean, we're on the we're on the hook for some for some money with uh, guaranteed money with Zeke, man. Uh, after this season, I think we could be looking at a whole new fucking backfield. That's just my opinion yeah. on it, man. I yeah, I, I don't. I, the thing with with the thing with Pollard, man. Um, when it's all said and done, and Mark said this as well uh, on another episode that we had, was they're not like I said earlier, or like I just said a few minutes ago, they're not going to drive that price up for him, though. You know what I'm saying? And then and then and then expect to have negotiation with, with the guy, dog. You know what I'm saying? No, but what if they showcase him with with the thought like in their head that he, that. He's already halfway forward, right? So let's just use him. Let's just use him up. Yeah, we'll try to resign him, but probably not. And let's just use him up. Like, I want to see this offense with heavy goes to Tony Paul. Like, that's all I want to see. Mm-hmm. Rushing the ball and receiving the ball. And I just don't know why Kellen Moore and Fat Mike can't figure that shit out. I don't know who could, though. 
John Payton, 2023. Well, you know, sometimes with that, what happens is, I think what happened last year wasn't the sense of a conscious effort to not get Tony Pollard more involved. People always think of it like as, we're going to get Zeke involved as a, as compared to getting Tony involved. The way games go sometimes, and the way the 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 flow of the game goes, you're they they were forcing it to Zeke at times, and it just kind of xed out Tony. To be honest with you, it's not that they didn't use him enough. It's just that sometimes the flow of the game didn't call for his specific abilities, and then that got carried away with. You, you yeah. know, that's what I really think more than happened. Yeah, I mean, he did show out when given the chance. You know, look at the. He saved us in the Saints game because the offense was pretty stagnant until he broke that what was fifty some yard run yep. up the left sideline. You know he he showed what he can do, but like I said earlier, it, I I think it comes in spurts. I, I don't think you can really you know trot Pollard out with the first team and and give him you know twenty five carries a game. I don't, I don't think he's that that type of guy. But like let's say he has a a. a, a a bill on his helmet next season or the season after that. Does anybody think he's really going to lead the lead in rushing the league in rushing? No, no, I don't. So, so, so they're not going to pay him because that's what I'm saying. If, if they view it as half of it, the line, they're not going to pay him. They're not going to pay him. They're just not, he can lead the league in rushing. They're not going to pay him. Yeah. Facts. And for me, dog, for me, I'm just like, um, I don't know, man. I, like I said, man, I'm just, I'm with you. I'm with you, Dreezy. Run them to the ground, man. How many guys have we done that to? But they, you can't, I mean, now it's it's pick your poison. Are you going to run Zeke into the ground? You know what I mean? Because you can get, you can actually uh, get, get out of his, uh, get out of that contract next year as well. Or the guy that's in, in the contract year, which is TP. I mean, which guy are you going to go with? You know what I mean? So I, I believe they're going to kind of do a committee thing. Well, I don't even ask. You know what? Fuck it. They're not doing a committee thing. Zeke, I think Zeke is the guy. You know what? I, I feel like a lot of people, a, a lot of people are probably like, ah, you know, I don't know how. how they And we hear the reports. They don't really just be like, oh, uh, Jerry goes in there and says, give the ball to Zeke. Fuck that. You paid that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? The, the think, kind of use they're going to put on Zeke, yes. I say his shit pops about five or six games in. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be, look, I'm not trying to be, you know, not trying to be fucking funny with it or nothing, to be honest with you. I'm not. Yeah. But when you look at the injury he had, whether we'll know about it or not, the PCL, it just, it's just a step away from being an ACL, you know? It really is. And I think that the way Jerry views it in his fucking double mind is this. We paid you. We snap your knee. We snap your knee. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> if he dies, he, he dies. dies. It goes the way the Jones wanted to go most of the time, right? So, like you said, Mark, hey, they paid him. They're, they're going to run him into the ground. Yeah. They're going to make him earn his money. You know, I don't know if there's any kind of uh, injury clause in his contract or something like that that gets, yeah. gets Dallas out of the guaranteed money, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised either, man. But, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know, if I, uh, guys, man. I just know this, dog. Hopefully... Hopefully, use them both up, man, and it takes us to the promised land. <laughs> That's all I can say about the situation, man. But, yeah, mm-hmm. fellas, I guess uh, um, we've been on here for a hot-ass minute, man. So, y'all already know how it goes, man. Let's go ahead and and, and, and call it a night, dog. I got some uh, food downstairs waiting for me. You know what I'm saying? And I've been sipping on that TX, baby. You know how it goes, man. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, dog, um, I'm Adam Y. I'm your host. 
Y'all know where y'all can find me at, man. On Twitter, at HopDeVille. Hey, y'all know what? Go follow us on, on IG, too. Talking Boys with the Boys. And, and go follow us and go subscribe. Go subscribe to uh, our YouTube channel at Official Talking Boys with the Boys, man. We're, we're, we're going to get better at this thing, y'all. Trust me. And we're going to take this shit over. So, yeah. Hell, yeah. Y'all know where y'all can find me at, man. Like I said, on Twitter, talking that shit, baby. And fuck the Eagles. I'm Mark D at Mark D's Corner. Uh, Facebook, don't fuck with too much. Just come and holler at me on Twitter, man. You're on mute, bro. <laughs> yeah. Mute, mute, mute. yeah. I'm just checking out where the I'm a fat boy, Dreezy. Um, Robotico. Yeah, we call him Robotico. Robotico. No, that's Mario. Mario. <laughs> Not lonely. Not lonely. Dog, why do I look like a skinny side of the dog? I look like a skinny side of the dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, um, Mario, you can find me on Twitter at Mario Powers Up. And like Adam said, go subscribe on all platforms. Go find us. Y'all sneak peek, guys. We got an official Talking Boys with the Boys Facebook group coming up pretty soon. So mm. y'all pay attention. Uh, we'll mm. get the invites going out. We'll yeah. get up. We'll see. No What's shit. up? Y'all go subscribe there. Let's do this. Man. Hey, everybody out there, man. Thank you for rocking with Talking Boys with the Boys. And let me say this one time. If you ain't fucking with Talking Boys with the Boys cartel. <laughs> Yo.